Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Marissa is a wife, mom, photographer, and brand strategist in Nashville, Tennessee. Since building her own wedding photography brand, she has become passionate about helping businesses and brands produce effective messaging, images, and websites to push them forward into success. When she's not photographing in love couples or helping her marketing and branding clients, you can find her at a cute coffee shop in their little town outside of Nashville or traveling with her family. Let's hang out with my friend, Marissa. Marissa, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. And I'm so excited to have this conversation because it started out, we were just Marco Poloing back and forth. Always. (laughs) Yeah. And talking about friendship and whatever ours is long distance it's been long distance for a long time and we just got we just dove into deep, all deep the into things it. yeah and I was like okay pause uh this needs to be a podcast episode <laughs> so here we are here we are um we met in at Belmont I think, or something in Nashville. I, like, we don't remember how we met. No, no. But idea. you remember how you met Collier, who's my yes. husband. And then I took a class with met Collier. through him, right? I think so. I think that's where we landed. Yeah, that we're just going to go with that. Yep, it has perfect. to be it. It has to be. Yeah, it, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say one of the things that I appreciate about our friendship is that we are really good at picking up where we left off. Mm-hmm. And I the, I think that that's actually more rare than we want to believe. Yeah, than a lot I, of people want to believe. Yeah. It's like, I was thinking about that. I think like the longer your friendship is, in my experience, the easier it is to do that. Like Mm -hmm. I have friends, my best friend since kindergarten, like her and I will go a month or two without talking. Some honestly, sometimes even more. And it doesn't matter. Like I might go a year or two without seeing her, but when we see each other, it's like you, we literally don't skip a beat, but it's so rare that Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I don't think that happens very often. And I think that it's a gift. Mm -hmm. How do you think that that happens? Like, how do you think that that is okay? I don't, I don't know. And like, obviously, as we've talked about this, like, this is such a journey that I guess we're probably always figuring out. I was very much like, I don't have the answers. Like we, you know, figure it out day by day. And I think, I don't, I don't know what makes it okay. I think probably part of it is like, we probably have similar expectations for the friendship. Mm. I think that's a huge thing in any relationship. Um, I think we don't put a pressure on it to be something different than it is. Like yeah. I, I know that we're not going to see each other a lot and I know that we're not going to talk every day. Um, but I don't expect that. And so when we do chat, it's like, Oh my gosh, I miss Ames. I'm so glad we got to talk today. And like, that's that there's nothing more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, I think the expectation thing is huge. And I think just like there's such a comfort in the longevity of our relationship that it's like there's a safety to it that it's like I know it doesn't matter how long we go without talking. It's not a personal thing. Like it's not because you're mad at me, I'm mad at you, or there's been an offense. It's like it's just life. And the older we get and like getting married and having kids, like life takes up so much bandwidth. And Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, those friendships, friendships like ours are just such a breath of fresh air because like, I know that we can just show up however we are and we catch up and then we move on. And then the next time it's great whenever that is. Right. Exactly. And thankfully we have technology that kind of helps. Oh my gosh. With Marco Polo or, yeah, I know a lot of people are on Voxer, uh, I mean, texting, FaceTime, like literally uh-huh. any of these things are everything. Yeah, helpful in that. And um, I think what you said about managing expectations is huge in any mm-hmm. relationship, but mm-hmm. especially in friendship, because it's almost like, like the other day, I didn't reach out to any friend because I was so exhausted and so tired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm okay, who do I need to reach out to that like would be offended if, because I didn't talk to them or, you know, like that. Oh yeah. Like a checklist. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that feeling. So I want to kind of get into the, uh, what, what to do if your expectations aren't the same, Mm -hmm. um, maybe how to let friendships go. If you feel like Mm -hmm. it's getting there versus Mm -hmm. like sticking around and, just even diversifying your friends, like um, how almost in like the Christian world, it's it's like you can't be friends with anyone who isn't like you. Yeah. Which yeah. is annoying and yeah. all the things. So <laughs> let me, let's see, where should we start? <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, of- that was like 10 things. You're like, I know. like those and are I- really big things. And I put this thing on Instagram, like a questions box. I want to hit some, some of theirs too. Oh, let's actually, good. okay. Let's almost like rapid fire this. Okay. 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 Almost yeah. like kind of. Is that like possible with us? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of the things is um, inner circle versus non inner circle friends. Okay. How do you manage those two things? Okay, so whew, that's that's good. Um, I think that first and foremost, like in thinking about like overarching friendships in general, I think the biggest thing for me, and I want to hear if you feel the same or differently, like that's been so helpful is I've had to like really reflect on like my expectations. Mm-hmm. my view of like what is the role of friendship like wh- how do I define inner circle and outer circle because for me personally like I am loyal to a fault and and what I mean by that is like when you're in you're in and when you're not in like you're not and that and I don't mean that like I'm mean or rude it's just like my people are my people and so it actually was really hard for me to get to a place where I was okay with outer circle friends and like Mm. more surfacey or you know we just like hung out and weren't talking about like super deep stuff super like intimate things going on in life and just like having fun um I love friendship I love relationships and 
I, for a long time, felt like we're only good friends if, like, you know all my dirty laundry. If you know, like, what I'm struggling with. If you know X, Y, and Z, like, fill in the blank depending on the friendship. And that's, I just learned, like, not a healthy place to be. And it puts pressure on myself to show up in, like, a really specific, like, in a box way. And it also puts pressure on other people to show up in a way that probably isn't always congruent to who they are. Um, And so while I might define friendship that way, like, you probably define friendship differently than that. And, like, we're really good friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think, like, inner circle versus outer circle, I think, like the first thing you have to do is sit with yourself and be like, okay, you know, what's important to me? Like what makes an inner circle friend? Like, is it somebody who talks to me three times a week or someone I talk to on a daily basis? Um, I think it's probably less about those checklist things and more about how you feel with when you're with that person and like the safety there and um, trust in like how they handle conflict, um, if they're even willing to do conflict, because I think those inner circle people, um, like you can't avoid conflict and conflict is good. Like that's healthy for any relationship, you know? And so I've had to do that, like, you know, transitioning into marriage and transitioning into being a mom when I have friends who aren't in that same season specifically, but they're some of my closest friends. Like we've had to have really direct conversations about, expectations on time that I can give and energy that I can give and that just because I can't give as much as I used to doesn't change like the caliber of friendship but Mm -hmm. those aren't easy to have like and and so I think those like inner circle people are are more far and few between yeah and I think that you hit on something important which is keeping friendships close like in different stages of life Mm -hmm. And I, I, I really find that the best, or I guess maybe not the best, but an easy way to do that is lower the expectations of how often you talk or, you know, well, mm-hmm. that's probably it. It's like the, how often you talk and almost, almost a fluidity with inner and outer mm-hmm. circle friends, mm-hmm. because to me, I'm like, okay, the, the blanket statement is, is you're my friend. Mm-hmm. period. Now, the only difference for me in, in inner and outer is mm-hmm. how much information I give totally or about myself. Mm-hmm. So if we're inner circle, I'll tell you anything, whatever. If we're out of circle, like, or in the outer circle, like you said, it'll probably be a little more surfacey, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. No, you have to have both. Like it has to, that's what keeps us balanced, right? Yeah. And in those different stages, it's almost like gauging who in your inner circle can handle mm-hmm. certain things, a certain level of friendship, uh-huh. almost. Does that even make sense? I don't even know if that makes sense. No, I think it does. Like, like who can handle like just the stage of life you're in, like what you need, what you can give, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, let's say you're, you have a newborn, you're, Mm -hmm. that's two months old Mm -hmm. and I'm calling you because I'm crying about something. Okay. Not, it's not that I wouldn't trust you with that information, but 
I need to be able to gauge that you probably haven't slept in two months. Yeah. So, so it's not that you're like, it's, it's not like that there's a strain, but it's keeping friendships close is knowing the boundaries and mm-hmm. the fluidity of those boundaries mm-hmm. in the different stages of life. Yeah. 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 I'm totally with you. Now, there's something that you mentioned whenever we were talking originally about letting friendships go. Mm-hmm. And you asked, like, is it manipulative to let relationships play out and not say something to like salvage it? Mm-hmm. Or like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, is, is that how you phrased it? Like, how did you? Yeah, like, I think so. Again, me personally, I can only speak from my experience. Like being a good friend means you always say something. Like you always, like I want my friends to like be in the best place in life. So whether that's like, hey, I am seeing something that I don't think is healthy, like what's going on? And Mm -hmm. not even that I'm right in that, but like just observations. Like you say something, if you love somebody, you say something. And so I think- looking out for your friends totally I'm looking out for you yeah doesn't even mean I'm right but it's like let's just have a conversation like where like where are you at in this um and I think that transfers over for me into what what you were just asking me about like well if something is changing shouldn't we have a conversation about it and I think yeah it's like it's easy to struggle with guilt for me of letting things go and letting them play out and feeling like, well, isn't that wrong? Like I can go very black and white. Isn't that wrong? Like, shouldn't <laughs> I say something? Like I see it. And it's just not always that way. And not everyone else operates that way either. Again, you know, you have to know yourself. And so that's something I've learned is like, when I get like that energy, it's like, Marissa, like you need to take a seat. You need to take a breath. You need to pray on this for a little bit. You need to sit with it. And then let's revisit it in a week, you know? And so, yeah, I think there are different, I think there's like different levels. Like there's one friendship that comes to mind who's still like one of my dearest friends today. But when I was pregnant with our first, um, there was like a lot of transition and I knew it was coming. And this was a friend that I've had for years and years and years. And we hung out all the time. Like we hung out every day when we were single and in college. And then I got married and she was also friends with my husband. And so like, we all just hung out and then, Mm -hmm. you know, you add a kid into the mix. It's like a whole different ball game. And so I had to sit with like, do I say something? Like, do we have this conversation? And I think the thing that was like an indicator that we should talk through is because she was also like, what's going on? And so when you have that like mutual, I don't know if you want to call it effort. Like, I don't know what word you would use. Um, yeah. Mutual effort. It's like, obviously you're going to talk about it in my mind because like you both want to now on the other hand, if you're in a friendship, that's maybe just for a season um, and it's kind of dwindling, like maybe you're not hearing from them. Maybe you're not seeing them as much as you're used to you know, I think that's where it's like, it's okay to let them go. Like it, there's nothing wrong with that. And some friendships aren't forever. Mm -hmm. And for me, I know that something that's easy for me to fall into is overcompensating. Like Mm. 
instead of feeling the pain or the sting of like loneliness or um, change, I will put 10 times more effort in and not pay attention to the fact that like, okay, but Marissa, they're not calling you. Like they're not asking to see you. You only see them because you ask them all the time or whatever. Yeah. And so I think like, as I've gotten older, I'm just learning to be okay with letting that go. And when I kind of like neutralize, it's like all of those, you know, pain points of, okay, maybe they don't really want to see me. Maybe they don't want to talk as much as I thought. Like that's just data for you to take in and move forward with. It doesn't necessarily need to be said or brought to light, especially if they're not asking about it. Like if there's a void there and they're not noticing it and talking to you about it, like that might just be for you to take in and move forward accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I like the point that you made uh, there and that you're more black and white because I am way gray. Yeah, I love, I love that about you. You're so, it's so true. Like I, I so admire that in you. Like you're so good at that and just like sitting and not like jumping to a side, but just, yeah, you're really gifted at that. But I think that the black and white is also, cause to me, I'm like, oh, I, I can learn from the black and white because my, my grayness is really just a lack of boundaries. <laughs> It's really love the honesty. We love the honesty. What it probably is. It's like, oh, if you want to walk all over me, you can walk all over me and I'll still be your friend. Like I'm even thinking of like uh recently, somewhat recently, one of my friends, when I say came for my throat, I mean came for my throat. Oh, no. I literally she said something out of her own stress. Mm-hmm. I for sure cried for for like three hours or something, but I know that it wasn't really what she was trying. She wasn't really trying to come from my throat. She had just was dealing with her own thing. Mm -hmm. And yet I cannot just remember that and treat it accordingly and create a boundary and be like, okay, I'm going to protect myself here. And while she's still my friend, because I know the ill intention wasn't there, I'm just Mm going to take a step back. No. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I'm like, oh, what happened? I don't even know. I don't remember. Oh, uh, yeah. I see you're saying. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the gray is great because I'll forget that there was any <laughs> offense. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, that's why the friendship stays <laughs> intact. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I forgot why you hurt my feelings in the first place. <laughs> but then sometimes it's like that where it's almost like a, I don't want to believe it maybe. Uh, Yeah. Because I think it's like, no one wants to feel that rejection or like pain or, and whatever that is for you. Like for me, I don't want to be alone. Like I, I don't want to feel alone for everybody. It's different. And so I think, yeah, I mean, like, I know I keep saying that, but it comes back to knowing yourself and the fact that, you know, you're so gray. It's like, that's so good for you because you can tell when you're becoming too lenient. Like now that you're honest about that and you're like, this is a gift, but also like there are areas to grow in it. Yeah. Like you have now that responsibility to like step into, okay, like maybe I do need to set a boundary. And I don't even mean looking at that person and saying, this is the boundary, but like you just operate out of that, you know? Exactly. And on that note, operating out of that can look just like, maybe I'm just reaching out a little less or mm-hmm. it can look different for everyone, but I'm just thinking totally. practically. 
Um, or if it needs to be talking it out with them, then it does, which we did and everything's mm-hmm. fine. But uh, it can just look different for everyone, but it doesn't have to be like, we're not friends anymore. Totally, totally. Because and I think one it's thing easy. Happened. Yeah, I think it's easy to go to that extreme and carry that offense and you just don't have to. And like you said, you're like that, her like being upset with you is actually like something completely unrelated going on. Like that's yeah. such a gift to be able to have that objective perspective of like, this is not personal. Like, this is not me. This was something totally different. And like, that's where this came from. Hey, you may have briefly heard us mention a friend Venturi, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to do your own friend Venturi. So I have a free resource for you in the shop on my website. If you go to ainsleybritton.com forward slash shop, you can download a template that guides you through doing your own inventory. And I, I've i seen awesome success with this. I know that a few other people have as well. So let me know what you think and enjoy. And so whenever I'm thinking about like, okay, boundaries, um, mm-hmm. it's sticking it out or letting it play out versus letting it go. Do you think that the Christian culture leans towards one of those things and like teaches you one thing um yeah I think I think unintentionally sometimes Christian culture can definitely lean towards forgive and forget Mm -hmm. and I don't think they're they're obviously like forgiveness is great I'm a huge fan of forgiveness um think it's really important for all of us but the forgiveness piece does not mean a free pass. Um, and I think, yeah, I think sometimes in Christian culture, it's like, we just sweep it under the rug. I'm not saying, and that's like a very blanket statement to make. And that is not all Christians all the time. Um, and I've had great experiences within the church of handling conflict really well. Um, but I've also had, you know, well, they're just going through something like, just, just stay with them. And it's like, that's not always the answer. Yeah. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But not always. But not always. Yeah. So when do you think is the time to let it go? Or when, how do you know when it's time to walk away? Like, just let things play out, walk away or like, hey, we're ending this relationship, walk away? Oh, that's a good question. Let's go, let's go first play out then. I mean, I think, I think I kind of said this earlier that I think with letting it go, I think it's looking at your level of investment and, and kind of taking stock of their level of investment. And like, are you always the one reaching out? Are you always the one initiating hangouts? Um, and those are just like two practical, like easy things to look at. That's like really important data for you because Mm -hmm. if you're the only one or, you know, 90% of the time or whatever, like it, do you want to continue putting that level of effort into a friendship? And I know for me, the stage of life we're in, I'm married. I have two kids. I'm running my own business. Like I don't, I, I couldn't have the energy if I wanted to I don't want to have the energy that I'm the only one putting effort into relationships yeah and so I think it 
that point when it's, if it's really uneven with like the effort um, or like the depth of the friendship on both of your ends from what you're seeing and noticing, like you just let it play out. Um, now, if it's a friendship where, you know, someone is maybe more verbal, more um, intense, asking for more of your time, asking for your energy, asking, and you're kind of like on the other side of it. I think there probably has to be a conversation. Like you can't just ignore people. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. Like, yeah, I think you have to say it, and I'm, and maybe it's not ending it, but it, it's like, this is what's going on. Like, this is this is what I can give you. And if you're okay with that, like, let's be friends. And if you're not okay with that, then this just might, this might not work. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I release and bless you in that. But again, it comes back to being really honest about the expectations and, and knowing yourself and knowing what you can offer realistically in the season of life that you're in. And whenever you're talking about this, I'm reminded of like a time where I think I put someone on a pedestal when it came to our friendship Mm -hmm. and then in turn someone did that to me and I remember being like I am going to disappoint you if you put me in this place Mm -hmm. and I was disappointed with the person who I put in that place right so how you're talking about managing expectations but also um you know letting it play out or having that conversation I think it's Mm -hmm. also you you'll be able to tell if you should do either one of those on where you've put that friend too. Totally. And like what you just said made me think about like the best friend culture in like within women. Like there's such a pressure to have like a friend and then well who's your best friend? And that's starts yeah. in like kindergarten. And that sounds so silly, You're but so like right as I've gotten older, like, I really don't use that phrase anymore because I think it promotes this idea that like, here are my friends, but then my best friend is up here. Like it promotes that, that idea of putting people on a pedestal and putting them Mm. in a place that's not healthy. Like that. I just think, yeah. I mean, and that started when you're little, like you always, everyone wants a best friend, you know, like yeah, you're five when that starts. And then that doesn't go away when we become adults. Yeah, you're right. Ooh, that is such an interesting thing. I didn't even think I know. That. Came to me today. I was like, wow, I never thought about that. Golly, that's so true. So in how that doesn't really go away whenever we're adults, it's also, I find that it's also like even weird to have that transition of like, when you go from being friend to best friend situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not like that you're like, okay, we're getting rid of that expectation. Like everyone, we're just friends. We're friends. We're yeah, all, like whatever. Yeah. We're friends. And it's like, yeah. Do I have friends that I've had since kindergarten and high school and college that like the, it's not even that they're best friends. It's like the relationship's just like different. So yeah. good friend means like so many different things, depending on the person you're talking about. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. Now, I think that making adult friends can be so much harder than when we were kids. Why? Um, What the heck? It's so true. Honestly, I think it's kind of what you said earlier was like, you don't want to have to put too much energy and like Mm -hmm. you want it to just be easy. But the thing is, is that I don't think that as adults, we're as easy as we were as kids. Like, let me see if I can explain this 
when you're a kid, you're positioned in a common place mm-hmm. and you literally just say, Hey, you want to be friends or like, Hey, mm-hmm. you want to play football? You want to go down the slide? You want to yeah. do something? It's like, do you want to do something that I already know we're going to have a common interest in because we're in this mm-hmm. common place. Mm-hmm. Whereas adults, you're, you can be forced into, you're not in a common place. You don't have common interests and you're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That, so, I mean, that's like, if you're not making friends, like in church, like obviously you're going to have a yeah. common interest there. Yeah. But I remember, I'll never forget um, my friend, Lauren Elena, actually, she, mm-hmm. I'll never forget. We were, I think she was like 18 and I may have been like 20, 21. She goes, I like your skirt. You want to be friends? I and love I was that. like, yeah. <laughs> and that's all it was. Yeah. And we literally, from that point on, we're friends. And it felt like a childlike introduction mm-hmm. that made I making love that. the adult friend easy. Yeah. I, I guess you're like kind of an adult then, but even now, yeah. if somebody just immediately gives you a compliment, you're like, wait. I are, I, I'm leaning towards the positive with you here. So yeah. <laughs> let's just take this momentum let's, let's and roll with it. <laughs> and it's also really hard when you're married because you're like, do both of you, it's like dating all oh, over again. Oh, that's like such a thing. It's so it's, true. Because one of you might podcast. vibe and then the other doesn't. It's like, so, okay, this isn't going to work out, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's so <laughs> but hard. But sometimes it does. It's so hard. Have you found the secret to making adult friends no (laughs) have you (laughs) the secret sauce (laughs) I wish I had like something really great to say right there (laughs) no No. I don't think I have other than the idea of giving everyone a fair shot yeah I agree with that yeah I think it's it looks different as an adult and I think you have to be more open like because like you said, there's so much working in your favor as a kid that's kind of working against you as an adult. Yeah. So you just don't know. You have to give people a shot. And it's like, if you if you make friends and like, the, I'm thinking of the common places. Okay, you have the workplace, you have church. Mm-hmm. What else is there? I mean, like a lot, you know, like intramurals. I know like a lot of friends who do that um that okay that would be a good common place that would be fun yeah and it's like you have a common interest already I mean I guess you do kind of work in church but yeah but it's also like okay with work you you have to have boundaries yeah 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 and with church you you have to have boundaries Mm -hmm. because it's like you're that's two places that are like un um like you don't want to have to split that place. Yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah. have if you if something goes wrong, I can find a different intramural team. Yeah, but I <laughs> right. I don't want to find another church or find yeah. another yeah job. So I think yeah, just knowing those boundaries and knowing like positioning yourself in places that like there's not as much pressure. Maybe is that the mm-hmm. word pressure? I don't know. Yeah, and I think going I like what you said about the childlike aspect um when you and Lauren Elena met like that I think the intramurals kind of like brings an aspect of that so like agreed like just doing something like for that has to do with your hobbies like 
mm-hmm. even if that's going to the gym, like I'm sure there are other, there's other people who like you and have a really cute workout outfit on, like there's your in, like, that's how you meet people. But it's like, feels super vulnerable as an adult because it's like the rejection and the possibility of that is so real. Yeah. And I think that's just like subconscious level. It's like, is it worth the effort? Is it not? It's, it's so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's two things I want to hit before we okay. attempt to wrap it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that is something that I alluded to earlier was like that. I do think that sometimes that Christian culture can kind of teach us to have friends with the same beliefs mm-hmm. and that everyone else is like ministry. Mm-hmm. And you brought that up uh, whenever we were talking initially as well. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, gosh, I, I think it's, it's really easy, especially as Christians, if you're plugged into a church, it's so easy to just like keep the people in your small group as your friends to keep the people, you know, like the, in that community, like your own, your sole source of friendship. And I think it's, it's not necessarily intentionally. I think like the ease aspect comes with that. Like there's a commonality there. There's a safety there because of that. Um, and I think, again, sometimes it's easy to make things black and white. And I think sometimes, oh, this probably goes into like a whole other thing, but I think it's like easy, which is so sad for, for Christians to like be afraid of things that are different because it's like, well, you know, like we want to be in the world, but not of it. Like what exactly does that mean? And so with friendships, it's like, you know, that's hard because a friendship is, is if, especially if it's inner circle is sharing like deep parts of who you are. Like you said, sharing more information with those people. And if your faith is kind of like the central thing that your life is formed around and somebody else doesn't have that, like, you know, that it it just might be more work or it just might look different. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't like that. One of my, one of my very closest friends isn't a Christian and like, Mm -hmm. I would not trade our friendship for the world. I mean, she is one of the most consistent, steadfast, reliable friends that I will ever have. And she, I know that she will be my friend forever. Um, and, and so I think as I've reflected on that and like the longevity of my friendship with her, it's like, I mean, I would take her friendship over some Christians that I know. And Mm -hmm. that's like not shade to Christians, to Christians, but like, it just, I think, I think people would be in agreement period. Yeah. Like it just, I would be so sad if I didn't have that person in my life. Like she brings so much like light and joy to my life and our friendship is so full. And so it's just really made me reflect on even my part in that. Like, am I only open to having close friendships or do I like, am I bent that way? And, um, I, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like I rambled, but that's kind of like, that's kind of my view on that. No, it does make sense. And it honestly reminds me of like, okay, Jesus, let's think of her, his 12 disciples. Uh huh. There were sinners all up in there. Yeah. You know, like people who, that's why Jesus got in trouble with the religious leaders is because he Mm -hmm. was friends and with everybody well I mean, people in yeah who were not like him mm-hmm. 
And but we're just as humans, we're bent towards that. Like we gravitate towards things that are like comfortable and right. familiar. But yeah. especially within Christianity, I think it's even more so. But and Jesus I, set a great example. I agree. Yeah, and I'm thinking like whenever I was in New York, I remember I grew more in my faith because I had to question it more because I had to dig deeper into it Mm -hmm. because I was surrounded by people who were not like me. I was in a job with mostly atheists and Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the fabulous gays that worked there were Mm -hmm. like, I will never forget. One of the guys was like, I don't know if we're going to like her. Like when I first started, Mm because they were like, she's like, she's like a Christian. And he was like, I don't know if she's going to fit in. Mm-hmm. and probably didn't but they embraced me anyway and I had such a warm embrace from them I still talk to them I still ha- like hang out with them if I were to go to visit New York mm-hmm. and I just think that like that I don't like being friends with everyone who's like me I don't think it challenges me I think it's mm-hmm. boring yeah. and but I do think you know some of those people in your inner circle some people do you want to have the same beliefs because you want to make sure they're your guardrails almost. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's like you can talk to them like with confidence that like you're getting, you know, sound like counsel or advice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Last but not least mm-hmm. is something I think you and I do well is how to keep long distance friendships. Um, when you think about them, reach out. That's like a huge thing that I've started to be, try to be better about is like, even if it's just a text, like, Hey, like miss you. Yeah. Like, Hey, thinking about you today. Like, hope you're doing well. How are you feeling? Like, I think just that, like remembering birthdays, like just like the little things add up. And I think being intentional about, like, I know when you come to town, like I always see you, I always know yeah. when we see each other. Um, but I think just taking the time to put a little effort in something that we do with some of our college friends that we're starting this month is we're going to do like a monthly zoom call. Um, some of them are in Europe and then some of them are in Texas. So like we only see each other like maybe once a year. And so like, do like a monthly zoom, like catch up. And then it's like, we know that that's that. And there's not a pressure to like necessarily talk in between if we do great. If not, we have another date on the calendar. I love that. That is such a good idea. No, that's so good. Um, I mean, I also have a list of my friends in the back of my planner because we have lived in that's so, so many smart. places. Yeah, that's I love that because then you don't forget. Yeah, right. I literally look at the list like they're everyone separated by city. And I look at the list and I say, OK, if I'm going to that city, these are the people who I need to reach out to. And then every year I go through that list and do a friend inventory and literally take inventory of my friendships and see who do I need to pour into more? Who do I need to, you know, give them a little space or whatever it looks like. Yeah. Um, so the friend inventory, I think is really good because then you can also make a plan or strategy to reach mm-hmm. out to certain people or like mm-hmm. I, those are the people whose birthdays I want to remember. Those are yeah. the people whose anything in life I want to make yeah. sure to celebrate with them or mourn with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing that I do that I love. I think that's it's, a, such a good idea. And then utilize technology. Yeah. Which Period. is so, makes things so easy, makes things so much easier. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. 
I loved this conversation and I really wanted to continue. Where can <laughs> everyone hang out with you online? Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Marissa Roberts photo and my website is marissaroberts.co. So thank you for having me. I love this conversation. It's so good. I know we could talk for like hours more. So Forever, hopefully, for sure. hopefully people get some good stuff out of it. Yeah, definitely. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.